show me something, you know? And that's what I was coming to. I was like, so much has happened to me and I do so much for other people. Yeah. People owe me something now. God yeah. owes me something. Like, if you want to be a dad, then be a dad. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Tea Time Podcast. Our goal is to speak life into your life through any circumstance. I am your host, Elizabeth Nelson, and each week I'll bring a new guest to talk about their story and how God worked through their circumstance. So sit close and grab your favorite cup of tea as I introduce our guest for today, the lovely, the fabulous, Bethany Lipscomb. Oh my goodness, you flatter me. Thank you. <laughs> of course, of course, dear. So, um, Bethany, tell our, our friends who are listening with us a little bit about yourself, where you go to school, what year you are, what you're stuttering, what are your aspirations for life? Wow, that's a that's a really big question for me because I could go on and on. Um, but no, I go to North Greenville University. I've been here for three years, so I'm a junior. And... At first, my main focus was I wanted to do a, like be a sideline reporter, focus mm-hmm. on sports broadcasting. But um, I would also love to do a red carpet interviewer, or maybe even start my own foundation for men and women who don't know their resources for certain circumstances that they may go through during their life. Mm-hmm. We should say before we start this podcast, I don't know what 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 do they call it? like a trigger warning or. Oh, just like a um, <laughs> fair warning. Like. Yeah, we'll be talking about a lot of deep, a lot of deep things. Mm-hmm. Still good as always, but this one's a little more deep. I don't know, I guess. Younger. Viewer discretion yeah. advised, I guess, in the most <laughs> like non-scary way. <laughs> yes. Okay, so my topic is going to be the outcome of, I guess, the way I was brought up and then mm-hmm. what happened to me and how I ultimately dealt with it. And just to go into more detail with that, it was uh, in high school, I was sexually assaulted twice. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, a lot of people will run from the word rape because it right. makes them feel like they have cancer mm-hmm. and it makes them feel like they're not going to be able to get rid of it. And it is a heavy burden to hold. But uh, this is where I want to say that I was able to overcome that, and I want other people to realize that they can overcome that too. Where did you grow up, and uh, like, what was your family like? Okay, so in 97, I was born in the great town of Memphis, Tennessee, you know? Oh, the world was blessed with Bethany. <laughs> well, they were also <laughs> blessed with Justin Timberlake and Elvis <laughs> Presley, so it's kind of hard to compete with that whenever, you know, you say you're from what? Memphis, because they're like, oh, yeah, the, so-and-so lives here, and you're like, yeah, because uh-huh. I wasn't born there either, but anyway, <laughs> no, um, and I was, let's see, three years old when mm. my mom packed me up and all of our stuff and left Mm -hmm. the house. My father was, um, he was just abusive. He was an Mm -hmm. alcoholic. He abused drugs. And, you know, it was a very toxic situation for my mom to continue to live in because, you know, as she's a strong woman, she is, but there's some points that just bring you to your breaking point. And she Mm -hmm. was tired of getting cheated on and trying to raise a baby in that environment and just um, sit there and expect everything to get better yeah and so she we went to mississippi where my grandmother lived at the time and lived there in a little house she had in the backyard Mm -hmm. uh for us and my brother was also with us 
And I have three other siblings. So I have a brother uh-huh. who is 31. Josiah lives in Asheville. A brother, Jeremiah, who's 33. He signed to Sony. Oh, he, um, is interesting. He's in a band called Savage After Midnight. And they're on Spotify and Apple Music. And they tour with Shine Down occasionally. I don't know if anyone's familiar with Shine Down, but that's pretty neat. Love them. Um, thank you. And then I have an older <laughs> sister, Amy, who is 39. I live mm. with her. She is okay. my best friend along with my mom. But, you know, Growing up without a dad, it definitely stirred me away from ever wanting to get married, from ever wanting to honestly get close to a dad and mm-hmm. just trusting men as it is because I had a stepdad when I was in first grade. And, you know, he, he I was I was rude. He didn't have teeth. I told him, I have more <laughs> friends than you have teeth. Like, you know, I just did not have a good relationship with a father. And so that was something that honestly made me angry and I went Mm -hmm. to church because my mom wanted me to go to church but she would always tell me well you know God is your heavenly father and I would say but like if he's just like all the other fathers I've had here on earth I want to have nothing to do with him after that happened and growing up I just I I really I don't know what happened like especially Mm -hmm. in high school when I was sexually assaulted and taken advantage of it really stirred me away from ever being able to trust right mm-hmm. uh, quote man you know <laughs> I didn't look at them as men mm-hmm. so growing up here compared to growing up in Memphis because I was taken out at a time I could remember mm-hmm. what I was doing and how I was growing and just that transition that awkward transition <laughs> phase where you're like am I cool enough to talk mm-hmm. to these people? Like, yeah. like, do I be mean to my mom or not? You know? And so yes. <laughs> it's like, what makes me cooler? Um, I noticed uh, in Memphis that people had a lot and they didn't really talk about their problems, mm-hmm. but everybody knew each other had problems and you had each other's back. Yeah. Coming out of the place I grew up in and to a completely almost different culture here in Greenville. I'm, I'm thankful that I have come here because it has helped me realize that I want to have the hard work towards my education because that's mm-hmm. something I would have never thought about in Memphis. I would have thought, I'm just going to work at a restaurant for the rest of my life, and yeah. that's going to be my hard work. <laughs> Coming here, everyone wanted education. That was everyone's mm-hmm. life. So everyone wanted to, everyone wants to make money here in Greenville, you mm-hmm. know, and have a nice family and like a mm-hmm. nice car, nice house. And I kind of got caught up in that. Right. You know, I don't come from a family, which is okay because I can, I know how to work hard, but I, I never came from a family that has a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And coming from a culture where a lot of people did not have a ton of money and then um, to being put into a pit <laughs> where a lot of people had money, I didn't know where my place was. So mm-hmm. I felt like I kind of had to fake my way to the top and I got caught up in the whole okay well if I'm pretty then Mm -hmm. I'll have friends and they maybe they won't look at the part where oh she has a small house so she she doesn't have a car or this and that and so it I didn't make genuine friends I made Mm -hmm. some really good friends in middle school I shout out to them they were absolutely Uh wonderful but just in high school man high school I wouldn't if I could do it differently I would but Mm -hmm. where it has brought me today it, I'm very thankful that I was able to overcome a lot mm-hmm. of, like, trying to fit in in a private school. Why did yeah. I get to go there? Scholarship, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Like, and, and most kids, they didn't unless their mm-hmm. parents worked there. And so it was just, it was a lot of begging to fit in, begging mm-hmm. to be a person that I wasn't. Right. Um, you mentioned how 
like it was kind of hard to trust God because mm-hmm. like your mom was like, oh, he's your father. And you're like, no, men, danger mm-hmm. type thing. Um, so how were you able to like switch your thinking or like was church hard? Like what was that like? Well, okay, so I was 15 the first time that I was sexually assaulted. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that destroyed me because I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't know how to talk about it. First time it ever happening. I was young. I didn't, you know, I didn't want my mom to look at me as some unclean person because Mm -hmm. I really looked up to my mom, even Mm -hmm. though I tried to push her away. And so um, I found a little quote, community uh, at a local church here in Mm -hmm. South Carolina. And um, I, you know, I started to really pour into the whole um, student leader type thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and that was after, that was my junior year of high school. So I was on and off of going my freshman and sophomore year. Sophomore year, you know, my mom got cancer. I'm back in public school. Mm -hmm. I'm trying new things out that are not good for me. Like, yeah, just anything and everything to get my hands on. Well, junior year, I knew I needed to cut it out. And so mm-hmm. um, I had like this this occurrence there uh, my junior year. And it almost felt like, once again, I was just trying to find completeness, mm-hmm. but in a way that wasn't genuinely completing me. I was right. trying to cover up what had happened to me, trying to still trust but I figured oh I'm going to church God loves me I don't have to talk to him you know Mm -hmm. like if I'm here then he's here like he's beside me but like (laughs) did I actually I think it was more so I went because people were looking up to me and Mm -hmm. that's how I was like okay if people see me now they're never going to know what happened to me they're never going to perceive me as some weak person because I wanted to be the girl that was on top and Mm -hmm. you know the girl that had it all even (laughs) though I didn't you know and Mm so realizing that um, I sat there and I tried to find, like I said, my completeness in other areas, uh, especially even going to church. Like I felt so far from God, but mm. I didn't know what it was like to truly be close to God. Yeah. And I thought that's what it was, but I still wasn't happy. Yeah. And so, um, senior year rolled around and, you know, second time I get expelled from high school like, I, I I was still trying to stay involved in church, and I knew that I needed I needed help over a few things, um, mm-hmm. and that I was just emotionally unstable when I went to senior night at our church youth group, and mm-hmm. I had been dreaming since I was a freshman, I'm going <laughs> to sing on that stage in senior night, and, you know, like, everyone's going to be like, wow, she can sing. No one ever told us this. <laughs> like, you know, uh-huh. and I was upset that when I went to senior night thinking I was going to be up there, mm-hmm. the girl that is always on stage singing, uh-huh. that um, she, you know, she, she was same year as me, beautiful mm-hmm. girl, beautiful voice, absolutely. Like, but I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, what in the world? You're really going to sit here, and after I've been through everything I've been through, you Mm. owe me something, you know? And that's what I was coming to. I was like, so much has happened to me, and I do so much for other people. Yeah, People owe me something now. God Mm. owes me something. Like, if you want to be a dad, then be a dad. Be a real dad. You know what I mean? And so it was like I would sit there, and I just bashed him. And that summer, 2016, I was like, 
all right, God, like, <laughs> if, if you're going to stay here and not give me what I want and you're going to make me go <laughs> make me go to North Greenville University and not <laughs> let me go to University of South Carolina or Clemson or something, I can play that game too. And it was like almost like I thought God was trying to play games with me mm. because all my life I felt like people were playing games with me. And uh, I sat back over the summer and... When I got uh, accepted in NGU, I was excited. It was my first mm -hmm. college acceptance. I was like, yeah, I'm going to college. I'm not much as a mess up as I thought I was. Oh. Like, you know. Um, but, Are you the first person, like, in your family to go? Um, well, yes, uh, to go, like, on campus, like, right after okay. high school and everything. My sister, congrats to her. She just got uh, accepted to Purdue University, oh. like, two days ago. So wow. I'm so proud of her. Yay. Yeah. For, um, it's a really hard animal, like, hospital type mm -hmm. school to get into so yeah yeah I was super proud of her but Aww. yes yes I am so anyways um yeah I had this okay have you ever sat back and you you were thinking and like you feel like this hope inside of you mm -hmm. but it's kind of like you don't if it's the first time you're ever feeling it you don't really know what it is uh -huh. does that make sense yeah. like if I can elaborate on this in any yeah. way, um, so I, I, I sat back and um, I realized it wasn't the world that was the problem. Mm -hmm. It wasn't God that was the problem. It was how I was letting the world affect me and become my problem. And, you know, um, I broke down that summer before NGU because uh -huh. I did not want to go here. <laughs> like, a lot of people were telling me, you don't even belong there. Why are you uh. going to NGU? And uh, I was like, you're right. And so I was just easily manipulating myself. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, when I sat back, I was like, there was, there was this feeling deep down and that was beginning to sprout. And um, I didn't know what it was at all. Mm -hmm. but it was the it was feeling of hope. And um, it was the first time I had ever really experienced that feeling. I'm getting chills right now. I'm sorry. Uh, no. <laughs> the first time I ever experienced that feeling of hope in a non-toxic way. Um, the hope I had experienced before was just the self-pity I had for myself mm -hmm. and that the world owed me something because I gifted them with my presence and that was beyond toxic. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember, uh, you know, going to chapel for the first few times and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, are you kidding me? I'm gonna have to sit through and listen to these, these Baptist people talk. <laughs> like, I don't even go to a Baptist church, you know? Like, yes, yes, yes. Um, but I remember because... <laughs> It, you know, it was like one of those days like where I was I was beginning to feel that hope. I, I didn't mm -hmm. want to. I was finally starting to see the worth in my life. I it had been a year and a month or so since the time. And this is going to get dark, but the time I tried to kill myself mm -hmm. and that that man, that really wrecked me because I was like, if I tried to kill myself and I'm still here, mm -hmm. what in the world is going on? You know, um, like what what? I didn't want to be like, what is God trying to say to me? But it was like, what is the world trying to say to me? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Why does the world want me to stay here? But, um, yeah, I remember sitting this day, like, this day so clearly because I was sitting in chapel. And mm -hmm. um, it was honestly God bringing me my, to my senses that I needed to do some major changing in my heart. Mm -hmm. But he knew that once I did that major changing in my heart, that I was going to be able to help other people around yes. me. And that's something that I've always had a passion to do in my entire life, but mm -hmm. I never really, um, I never knew how to do it because I always mm -hmm. sat there like, well, 
it would frustrate me because I could help other people, but why couldn't I help myself, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and so, like, did I try to find my value and self-worth through guys? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. I had a boyfriend, like, once I got here, you know, two years, great guy. Mm-hmm. Just didn't last. When he said he yeah. didn't love me anymore, broke me to yeah. my core because mm-hmm. I would have done anything for him, but... You know, that's God bringing me back down again, mm-hmm. like saying, okay, Bethany, take a step off the pedestal yeah. because you can't live your life on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're going to help everyone else step up on their pedestal, you mm-hmm. are not going to be on your pedestal and people be below you, mm-hmm. you know? And so, or you're not going to sit here and step on somebody else's and expect them to just hold all the weight. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to want that from me and you have to want to be you know just find your value in god and not your value in the flesh Mm -hmm. and that is something you know i fell back into it um i fell into a black hole after after i realized that Mm -hmm. i had put my identity in yet another person yeah and then i tried to um almost i don't want to say fake it but after after i got therapy Mm -hmm. after i realized okay like Yes, I did not grow up with a dad. Mm-hmm. A, a, like, I had a biological dad. I did not yeah. grow up with him to take me on daddy-daughter dates. Mm-hmm. Dad's for donuts. Um, slow dance with me in the kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. like, and that killed me because <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> because that's something I've always wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, then just having other, like, a guy sit mm-hmm. there and take advantage of me. Like, it's like wow, like, what is wrong? Like, did I do something wrong to repel mm-hmm. that, that the people that I'm supposed to want to have a connection with? Like, is there something wrong with me, you know? And so just after I got therapy and I told my therapist, I was like, listen, like, I just don't know what to do with myself because I, like, I would, you know, I would speak upon my dad, but I've forgiven him. That's um, good. I, something I never thought I'd do. I did it last semester. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's a brand new thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. like I just, I had a really cool God experience where it was like, I sat back and I just closed my eyes. Like, God, please, like, I'm listening to you. Like, this is, I, I always ask of, mm-hmm. for you to do things for me, but when do I actually listen to you? And um, I just sat back and I listened. And it was like, I was in a cradle. I was like a baby. Mm-hmm. And... There, it was like there was a hand on me and it was like God's hand and like that like he's been with me since I have been a baby you know mm-hmm. he's he's seen me grow I'm still a child of God but he's seen me grow into this woman who really has the desire to mm-hmm. um just fulfill what he has like his promise and purpose for me um but anyways that that's when I realized wow like Really, like, I, I mean, I could sit here and I'm a human. I, I know I failed others. I know mm-hmm. there has been past relationships or past friendships that I failed people, mm-hmm. but they forgave me. Why can't I forgive my own dad, you know? And wow. so once I was like, I, that's what I'm going to do. That's what mm-hmm. I did. And when I was in therapy, like, and well, jumping forward a little bit, but mm-hmm. when, when I finally just let go of that bitterness and that grudge that I had towards my dad, I kid you not, it was like, I emerged from the clouds in this vision <laughs> and I was just on the back of an angel and I felt so free. Yes. And I that bet. was such a good feeling. Oh. oh my gosh, you don't understand. But when I told my therapist about that, mm-hmm. she's like, that's awesome. Um, 
and this isn't the the therapy I go to. It's um, it's it's really good. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like a, from a biblical view. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 kind of you just you talk. You say what you need to say. If you say it in a bad way, like I mean, <laughs> they're not gonna condemn you for it. And yeah, so you that speak I'm your mind. yes, and I'm I'm one of those people. I'm not um I'm not a very traditional <laughs> conservative type person. And uh-huh. people that know me can probably speak on my behalf for that. But I was telling I was telling uh, my therapist I was saying like you know like I want to forgive the the boys the men mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. Um, that took advantage of me, but I find it so hard because I can't even sit here and sometimes even try and cuddle with a guy without mm. freaking out, mm. without going back to replaying that in my mind. And, you know, that was last semester. Uh-huh. And, like, just talking to her and getting this all out and knowing that I had this service for the longest time for free, that there are people out there that want to... Um, help you mm-hmm. like is absolutely unbelievable to me you know what I mean because I went from being this timid like okay well I have to have this one boyfriend for the rest of my life because he gets me he understands it. oh my gosh you know uh-huh. like, yeah. so, and so um but when it was all stripped away from me I was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh I'm gonna have to start all over again I'm gonna have to tell one person like whenever I open up or cry my eyes out or have an anxiety attack tell them mm-hmm. what's wrong like and that's that's not I wasn't fair to me yeah. And that's not fair to them. And so, um, to, are there times where I just want to tell my sister and my brothers to go find these dudes and just set them straight? Yes, there are. <laughs> but I'm not angry that this, this has happened to me anymore because, mm-hmm. um, last semester was really a turning point. Uh, I was able to, like I said, get therapy, but I, mm-hmm. What competed in Miss NGU? Yes, I did, and yes, um, yes. that was very <laughs> out of my comfort zone. Um, but I'm glad I did it because my mm-hmm. ultimate goal of it was to um, bring awareness on the issue that a lot of people try to kick under the rug. Right, and so um, and that's good. Someone needs to do it. They do, and I know that God. Uh, he knew I was going to be a natural born leader. Mm-hmm. Did I know how he was going to get me? to be a natural born leader, you know, or like a leader? Did I know the circumstances he was going to put me through? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't. I did not. <laughs> and that's the thing is we don't know God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't um, sit here and try to make up our own plans because if we did and it worked out, we I feel like life wouldn't be as inspiring. Yeah, exactly. And so um, after doing this NGU and, you know, I, I was devastated because I – felt like I had failed people that I didn't at least even get some type of title. Mm-hmm. And um, I went home and, you know, I ate some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I cried while I ate them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just felt like I had failed my, like, so many people. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that I wasn't good enough to be able to make a change because I wanted to do Miss NGU to make a change. Like, I was uh-huh. an advocate for this, and I still am. But, you know, at the end of the day... Every girl that competes in a pageant, everything they do is absolutely, I think it's beautiful that they mm-hmm. can stand up there and represent something. That's right. something that a lot of people can't do. But for me personally, the more I thought about it, what I'm advocating for, I want the authentic, 
authentic things. I want the raw. I want the mm -hmm. real. I mm -hmm. want the emotions that people are afraid to talk about. I don't want to, and this is not to down anyone, but I don't want right, to be right. subjected as a girl on stage in a dress that's trying to look pretty mm -hmm. to compete for these standards and expectations she's getting judged on. That's mm -hmm. not what I'm representing. Right. You know, and so, um, yeah, it was just, I had a few people reach out to me and okay. um, tell me, hey, listen, like, thank you so much for saying that. That's something mm. I haven't ever been able to talk about. And, like, Aww. this is something I want to start. I want to start mm. a, a support group, you know, yeah. because having a support group of people who understand mm -hmm. and not having to, because it, it's hard to sit back in, in, your, in your room all by yourself and be like, okay, God, like, can you help me out here? Cause yes. <laughs> like it's, it, that's why he, that's why he gives us a church. That's why mm -hmm. he gives us a community. Yes. And, um, that that's, we have people around us to support us in that area. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's what God knew what he was doing. Mm -hmm. He was giving me, um, these circumstances and these, these challenges. And I, I mean, yes, the guys chose to do that to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know God was hurting, yeah. When that happened, it's not like I was like, well, I'm going to do this to you. Um, right. You deserve that. But, right, right. you know, like, it, he knew that it would break me mm -hmm. and humble me mm -hmm. and then help other people. And mm -hmm. that's what I want to go back to um, when I first came to NGU. God knew I needed changing, and he knew I needed to help change other people's hearts, too. Mm -hmm. And so he was able to... Um, just put the people in my life and put the opportunities to help me get there. Right. So, yeah, that's so good. Thank you. So, like, what um, is there a better like platform that you're thinking about? Like, are you starting the support group here, or are you gonna go somewhere else, or start like smaller in like middle school, high school? Um. Well, this in the world, <laughs> the, the, it's so crazy how it works, man. Okay, so um. So I had actually met up with an old uh, high school mentor okay. like recently, and I, I, you know, I just, I don't know, I just, I spilled her, I spilled the beans, you know, mm -hmm. I spilled the tea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was telling her <clears throat> just everything that happened, and she actually had a friend in high school mm -hmm. who went through like similar experiences, and now she goes around to other high schools and uh, different places and and speaks to, you know. Different schools at different assemblies and whatnot, mm -hmm. and um, I'm trying to possibly get involved with that and talk to her, cool. and just maybe I can do that because you know she can't she can't mention God during her message, mm -hmm. but after you yeah. know there are so many people this happens to just with domestic violence mm -hmm. and sexual abuse and mm -hmm. just all these awful things. It's like they they want to talk to someone about it, and so right. there's going to be yeah. little girls, little boys that come up and talk to her about these things and. Then she can mention, like, okay, well, you know what, God. And so that, that opens up a whole new world for questions and vulnerability. And mm -hmm. um, if I can't do that yet, I definitely want to start something here at NGU. Mm -hmm. And um, it doesn't even have to be a support group for just girls. Like, I would love to start small, like, have mm -hmm. something um, where, cause, where I can have men and women. But I want it to be not just like pinpointed on one thing it doesn't right. be pinpointed on just sexual assault we're gonna cover like anxiety depression mm -hmm. suicide mm -hmm. like because we all go through these things we all feel these these mm -hmm. just awful 
blah, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, and it's so, it's so scat, sad and scary because, like, I've been there, and mm-hmm. you think that you're, like, the only person. You do. And, and it's like, what the crap, there's something wrong with me? And so to have that community of other people are like, no, I struggle with this too. Let's help each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's so important. And I'm so proud of you for wanting to start that. Oh, like thank that'll, you. I'm so excited to come back and, and visit it into you <laughs> and see you doing your thing with your people. Thank you. Um, but, and that's the thing is like, I love to be inspired. Mm-hmm. And I know that being inspired will inspire others. Right. But I could not have gotten here without... I mean, people like you Mm -hmm. and people like all around me here on this campus because I would have gone to some other school and I would have probably partied until I died. (laughs) You know, like I'm not even going to lie. Like I would have just done awful things. And well, not that they're awful, but I just would have done things that weren't meant for me and for my story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that you would have regretted later. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just... I'm very happy with where I'm at in life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few hiccups along the way. Yeah, you know, there always is. You're gonna, you're gonna meet someone, and then yeah. you're, it's just not gonna work out. And then it's like, okay, <laughs> like you're gonna do something questionable, and then you're just like, why did I do that? But it's like, <laughs> it's okay, God, because like you got me right, man. Like we're we're good, we're good, we're still bros. <laughs> and like he's like, yes, of course. Like well, not bros, but you know, like we're still tight. Like, <laughs> but um, it's just nice to know that um, my backbone is not my self pity anymore. Mm-hmm. It's genuine hope, and it's it's just I had a fear of the world and what the world thought of me, but now having mm-hmm. that fear of God and like knowing that I want to truly be a shining light for him mm-hmm. and a daughter that can make him proud yes. is something that has really hit me in my heart. And just, I don't know, you guys have inspired me <laughs> to the point where I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's make this movement together because mm-hmm. we're all in this together. It's not right. just something I'm doing. Like it's going to be a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. You, you put somebody on one campus and they just put, I mean, you could post a status, you could post a comment, you mm-hmm. could post a caption, a story, make a song, Make a video, like, and it is just a chain reaction, mm-hmm. and that's what I want. Is I, I, I don't, <clears throat> I don't need to be known as someone of, well, let's uh, let's go back down the line, and and Bethany's <laughs> the person you need to talk to. No, I I want to help build other people up because mm-hmm. they help build me up, and it's just that's how it works. Definitely. So, so you're talking about um, like the daughter relationship that mm-hmm. you have with God now. So like, how are you able to look at God as a father, like how were you able to switch that? Because I know a lot of girls struggle with that because they're like, yeah. oh, no, no, thank you. Well, <laughs> um, see, I I didn't want to be the, and then like once again, it's not to down anyone, but I did mm-hmm. not want to be the stereotypical. I have daddy issues, you know what I mean? Right. Because that is such a like bondage on mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. and so um, I realized I was getting to that point. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting in Chick-fil-A talking about why the first time I got expelled from high school with this one lady, and this still sticks with me. I was like, well, you know, my dad passed, and she stopped me in the middle, and she's like, do not pull the dad card because your dad is not mm-hmm. the one that made this decision for you. Wow. And I was like, dang, <laughs> okay, okay. Like, you know, I, woo. Ooh. But, yeah, it was it was a huge, like, that just hit me hard. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, I, like I said earlier, it was, um, I, I know I can make God proud. Mm-hmm. And he shows me that he's proud of me 
not by saying like my mom would tell me like in mm-hmm. the car bethany i'm so proud of you but like he shows me in the way that he blesses me mm. with i mean even opportunities like this to be able to yeah, talk about this like definitely. this is one of god's ways of working through people to <laughs> tell me that he's proud of me that he he knows the he knows how my heart is mm. and he knows like the places that i'm going to go mm-hmm. and um i never i never had that you know i never mm-hmm. had a grown man other than my brothers which oh my goodness and my sister like they they my family we're all just super tight they're all my best friends like I would I would take a bullet for them any day yeah um but like they you know it's different having that connection like Mm -hmm. like of a a father figure and um even though God is not here um Mm -hmm. I know that the times that I really just want to have a conversation with my biological father Uh I know that he's with God right now. So Mm -hmm. if he's with God right now, what's stopping me from having a conversation with my heavenly father? Yeah. Knowing that my biological father is able to look down and yet he's proud Mm -hmm. of me to see where I'm going. And so um, I truly believe that that just that connection brings all the connections together. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, that's just been able for me, like just being able to talk to him and like have a relationship with him where it's, I don't question him anymore. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, good. I'm, I'm more of a, I don't just ask him for things <laughs> because I want my life to be better. Like right. I, I listen to him and I do what I can mm-hmm. and what he wants me to do so that my life can be better. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's how a lot of relationships are. Yeah. You know, even sure. in a person like, um, just with, with my mom, with friends, like you want to do the things that make them happy, mm-hmm. the things that you want to see them succeed in and um, reach their goals and dreams I know that that's how I want to be with my relationship with God Mm -hmm. because it's authentic it's real he sees the best in me even when I'm at my worst Mm -hmm. yeah and you you have to put the work in you do with like just like you said with other relationships Mm -hmm. like you gotta want it and seek it out Um, so if the girls who are listening who are like, yes, I get it. Amen. Like, what <laughs> um, would you definitely, like, want them to leave this? Or, like, dudes, too, if they're like, yes, amen, Bethany, I hear you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, how would you encourage them? Or, like, what would you want them to leave with the most? I know as women in a society today, we <laughs> live on social media and yeah. quotes and mm-hmm. just what really makes us feel good? And, you know, that's not a bad thing to a, a certain mm-hmm. extent. Um, but my thing is, is don't compare yourself to mm-hmm. other people because I will, it, it just depends on what shoes you're in. I've been in both shoes before. Right. People look at me, oh, that's Bethany Lipscomb. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. oh, you know, and like, <laughs> don't get egotistical about yourself like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't. Big headedness, like, no, you can't put your thinking cap on and then you're going to, wind up not thinking because you don't have your thinking cap on and you're not going to be able to uh do the right thing and then just if you're just feeling down and low um I know that for me I do love quotes I I I would not have been able to get through a lot of it without reading just little snippets of the bible Uh uh-huh that doesn't mean open your book uh, open your bible and read from genesis to revelations right now (laughs) because honestly if I did that right now I'm not going to understand anything and it's going to take me like probably 10 million years and I don't have that long <laughs> but uh <laughs> um no Christine Kane 
Uh-huh. She, I love her. Yes, I do. She has a devotional book. I believe it's called Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's blue. I It's like 365 devotionals. Um, and it really just gets down to the nitty-gritty. You know, she mm-hmm. was involved in in uh, human trafficking and everything uh-huh. like that. Just, just she's real with it. Mm-hmm. And that is something that um, if you just wanted to go out and get a book, like, mm-hmm. Because I know, like, you can hear people say stuff, and you're like, yeah, that, that puts me on a spiritual high. Like, that's good, uh-huh. man. But, um, no, like, something you need to keep consistent with is honestly staying in the Word and reading the things that you can truly relate to in your brokest moments. Because uh-huh. um, trying to read something or trying to go after something that you just can't connect with at the, at the moment is only going to mm-hmm. discourage you. So take right. baby steps. You don't have to take a full leap of faith into this deep end, you know? Mm-hmm. Start at the shallow end. Start at the steps. Just read little snippets. Go yes. go on Pinterest and type in <laughs> verses for the broken or something, yeah. you know? And just just read something like that. And if, if it connects with you, it connects with you. If it doesn't, then like, go to honey, the next one. go to the next one <laughs> and, and just write it on a sticky note. Take your lipstick, write it on your mirror, like until you feel like you need to clean it off. It's just consistently staying in that because if you're not consistent with it, it's, it's like a friendship. You're not mm-hmm. going to talk to them in a year and then you're not going to have that connection anymore. And then it's mm-hmm. going to be all awkward and stuff when you hang out again. It's like, right. so what do we t- talk about? Like, you know, and so it's like just stay consistent with it because that really does build up in the end into a big house mm-hmm. into a into a community where you have people over where you it's like I, I don't know it's just amazing <laughs> um but Christine Kane really has been a true like warrior in the way of um that I can just been able to look up to her yes I love her I love Christine Kane Lisa Turkers there's so mm-hmm. many like good speakers yes like I try not to like put them up on a, like a pedestal or like worship them or anything because like you know it's it's always gone first but um god definitely puts like those people into he our does. lives to encourage us and to like teach us things that mm-hmm. um maybe we can't see um on our own but they have that leadership that's what god has them here doing that is the chain reaction right right there because these people inspire me and i don't want to be like them mm-hmm. but i want to be I want to have what God has given them. I want mm-hmm. that spark and that fire. Definitely. I believe that you have it. Oh, like, my goodness. I see it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, you're just you. so excited, and you're <laughs> ready. You're like, let's take this bull by the horn and just see where it takes me. Yes, I just, oh, man. I just get so inspired. You <laughs> That's so know. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I would love, because when you did your Miss NGU, all that stuff, your talent Yes. Was um, this monologue spoken word thing. Mm-hmm. Do you wrote. still have it? I do. I do still have it. Would you like to hear I it? I would love to okay. hear it. Um, let me find it. Um, yeah, it's actually a poem I wrote um, for Miss NGU. Um, yes, Bethany's also a really good writer. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, let's see. I actually... I'm going to be doing... So many notes. I know, I know. It's my Google Drive is full of stuff. Um, here it is. Okay, got it. Okay. He told me get on the bed, demanded I get undressed, and I knew the second he laid his hands on me, I was going to lose my innocence. I tried to tell him he needed to quit, but no, he proceeded to get what he could get. And a part of me was lost that day. He didn't even ask. He just took it away. 
He didn't think about how this was going to continuously affect me, that every time I ran my fingers over where he touched me, there was a nightmare waiting to attack me. And I woke up with so much guilt bearing on my chest, I asked God, will you please just lay me down to rest? I looked in the mirror and I saw nothing but shame. I begged God for a new life and I begged him for a new name. I asked God, why'd you let this happen to me? I blamed him for the audacity that he let this be. And continuously, I lived a trembling life, scared of every man that came near. I was constantly eaten by fear. But now I know it wasn't my fault. It was another man's selfishness that brought my life to a halt. I didn't want to admit I was raped. It's a piercing word that I tried to escape. And I ran from it and I fled for as long as I could until one day it caught up to me and I finally understood. And you see, I let this define me until I realized it had been holding me back from who I was meant to be. I finally let go of my bitterness towards the big man upstairs, and now I'm telling my story and speaking for the scared. But as I read the statistics, I can't help but cry because every 98 seconds for this to happen is way too high. But it's not just me this happens to. It could have been the man or woman sitting next to you. <laughs> so good. Thank you. Get thank chills you. every time Aww, I hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much for oh. joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you. I love this immensely. Oh. <laughs> it really was so much fun. Oh, I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely. For sure. Um, and thank you guys for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you listen in on our conversations and drinking tea with us. Um, but if you guys have a story um, that you feel led to share or like a circumstance that God worked through your life and brought you out of it and you feel like you have a story to share then uh feel free to email me at enelsonmedia at gmail.com that's e-n-e-l-s-e-n-m-e-d-i-a um enelsonmedia at gmail.com and um you can just say hey here's my story and um i can get you lined up to maybe on a podcast um or if you have questions i can always just pass them on to bethany and she'd be more than happy to answer Mm -hmm. them for you Mm Um, but um, join us next time as I bring a new friend um, to our tea time and uh, as always I want you guys to remember to do the best you can do at whatever you do and whatever you do to the glory of God <laughs>